<laughs> Plumpisha. Plump, okay. Plumpisha. And that's on what? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, aka It's Dana B. And I'm Michelle at Modernly Michelle. And we are excited for episode number 13. Always. Always, always excited. All right, you guys. So let's just jump straight into it. So today we're going to be doing, of course, as you always know, our strawberries and lemons. And we're going to be talking about the... One of the latest Netflix movies, Fatal Affair. <laughs> so <laughs> how did you, first of all, how did you feel about the movie as a whole? We're not going to get into like an in-depth movie review like we've done before, kind of break it down. We're just going to like kind of talk it through a little bit and then share our strawberries and lemons. So we won't like hold y'all for the whole episode, <laughs> break it down. But we could, trust me, we could. But we won't this time because we have another topic to get into. But anyway, how did you feel, Dana? I'll say in short, I was super excited because Nia Long was the main character. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like she's a classic actor. She's a classic black actor, that very traditional 90s, early 2000 beauty. And I was just like, yes, I want to see her on screen in my time. She hasn't aged. This is going to be amazing. Ciao. (laughs) I'm not going to front, though. I do enjoy B-list and C-list movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. before Netflix was all about uploading quality black content, they had one viewer for all the trash movies that people couldn't get through because I enjoyed it personally. So it was you. It was always me. It was always me. I want to watch the same storyline over and over and over again with different actors who can't get their careers off the ground. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then how did you feel about this one then? Since you were a lover of B and C, this one Mm -hmm. gave you life Mm -hmm. or were you a little disappointed? It didn't. And the reason it didn't is because I went in thinking like, oh, this has Nia Long. This has, what is his name? Omar The it didn't because I had high expectations coming in. I'm like, Neo Long, Omar Epps, like, this is going to be amazing. This is definitely A-list quality. Child, my hopes were way too high. Girl. Girl. I felt the same way. I was super excited when I saw the trailer uh, or just like, not even, did I watch the trailer? I may have watched a little bit of the trailer. And then also just like the cover art for us. So I was like, oh my gosh, same thing. Nia Long, Omar Epps. I feel like I've, well, no, not, yeah, I've never seen Omar Epps play that type of character. Like we're used right. to like the Michael Ely's and stuff like that, where we know where they could take yeah. it. Michael, Michael Ely could take it there. Right. But for Omar Epps, I just didn't really expect it. So I was like, oh, this is different. Girl. It, whoa. (laughs) So I will say that I finished it. I'm someone like once I start something, I have to finish it. Same. Even though halfway through, I was just like, what? Yes. Not even halfway through. Yes. There was a point where I grabbed my phone. I was on my phone for a little bit. I was just like, this is just so, it felt, it's so weird because they weren't, they're not B and C list actors or are they? Exactly. At this point. In their career, can you go from A-list to B-list? Or are you always going to be A-list? 
That is a good question. We need a Hollywood expert to tell us an answer to that. Yeah, because it felt very, it felt very A-list to like B minus C. Like it just felt like the acting, even Omar Epps, I was like, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. So I think for them, they have a specific role that they can play. Like, you know, there are just certain actors. Once you play one role, at least it used to be that way from different interviews I've listened to. Once you play one role really well, Hollywood just kind of puts you into that box. And maybe Omar Epps and Neo, Nia, Nia Long took that on, right? They're supposed to play like a romantic you know, one half of a romantic couple, it's cute, boy next door, girl next door type of story. You have them over here like cheating and like being super crazy. That's not for them. So maybe they just didn't, I don't know what it was. They didn't put enough passion into it. I don't know. It was trash. They don't need to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, it was not, it was not a great movie. I, I felt some type of way after I was done. I was like, hmm, I didn't expect for the ending to be that way because we typically have like I thought there was going to be more of like a more of a tussle, a little bit more of that because they usually like to drag that part out. They'd be dragging each other left and right, up and down, throwing people around this, this and that. And for him, spoiler alert, for him to just fall over. Very rushed. I was like, well, not even because she helped him, was trying to like help him back up. And I know everybody was like, girl, what? (laughs) But then anyway, he just fell and I was like, "Okay, this is over. We're going to move out. We're going to sell our house and go. Very rush. And then they like fast forwarded a few months. Like I said, three months later or whatever the period of time was. And I'm like, y'all fast forwarded for what? To show us y'all selling the house? Why you had to wait three months for that? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they had to wait the three months of them still staying in the house after he died. Like, F it. We still going to stay here. And then it's like, all right, after three months, now we're ready to sell. That was dumb. That was, that was dumb. But I will say the one thing I was watching, like, who does that was when Omar Epps character again, another spoiler alert when Omar Epps character killed the homeless guy. Yeah. Burned him alive. Right. That was very unnecessary. It was so cold. Why? Yeah. Yeah. He went ham. So that part was shocking. And that was a good part of the movie. But other than that, I'm trying to think what else stood out to me. Oh, Oh, uh, what was Nia Long's daughter's name in the movie? Brittany? Ooh, I don't remember. My brain didn't even hold on to that. <laughs> I think the daughter's name was Brittany. But so Omar's Ep character went and killed Brittany's boyfriend. And like there was nothing else around that. Like no one was sad for him. Like I just had many questions. Like so they just gonna kill this boy and like the poop. I don't know what, what happened next. Just kept it moving. Kept him moving like he was. Yeah. What is it? A, a, a chess piece. A pawn. Yeah. You can tell that his character literally had no value. They're like, who could we throw away? The homeless guy that we showed for one scene, the boyfriend. That was sad, though. I feel like that was like a big part because that was very twisted. Yeah, that was that was a lot. That was a lot. But let me ask you, how did you feel about the friend? So Nia Long's character's best friend. Like when Nia Long was like explaining to her and telling her like, you know, I got caught up for a little bit, but I promise you we didn't like take it too far. He's crazy. And she was like hella sassy and still stayed with him. How did you feel about that? Like as a friend, like on a friendship tip? 
That's a good question and something I feel like requires more thought. But as I was watching it, I kind of felt where Nia Long's friend was coming from because Nia lied to her. So once you lie to your friend and then you're coming back like, hey, I know I lied, but this is the truth. You put the person you're lying to in a precarious position. Like, do I believe you now or are you pulling the wool over my eyes again? I think that also depends on the length of friendship and like what has happened. Because if it's like one little like not one little lie, but if it's a like one lie and it's just because of the situation, then yeah. But if you have like a long list of experiences where that person has lied over and over and over, and you're like, girl, you, girl, what's real? What's not real? You always lying. I don't know what to believe. But like, I feel like with their relationship, it, maybe it wasn't that way, but it felt kind of like this was like that one time and she was just, the friend was just so pressed to have a man. She was just like, girl, you sleep. I'm still finna stay with her. <laughs> All I will say, Michelle, don't lie to me. Girl, don't worry about it. I have nothing to lie about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got you. I felt some type of way. I felt like she should have been a little bit more that first time. Like, hmm. Like, especially when it comes to like somebody you just met. Like, why are you so strong already? True. True. But remember, he played a, he's a manipulator. True. True. So his character was very good at getting her. He just covered all his tracks exceedingly well. So you have your one friend who, and it wasn't a small lie. You lied about basically going on a date with this guy while you were married. And now you're coming back to me trying to backtrack on which. So you just look messy right now versus this person that I just met. He's a smooth talker. He hasn't shown me that he's a liar he hasn't shown me to like question his character so I can see I mean I don't I hope I wouldn't be the one to trust this person I just met but manipulators are very powerful and they're like expert at their crafts so I can see why the friend had a weak moment and trusted this new guy who seemed perfect versus her friend who told her a lie and made her just question you know if she's even a real friend or not Girl, I just know I've watched enough Lifetime movies to know <laughs> if anyone around you is like, sis, keep an eye out. He might be a little crazy. She was naive. I'm going to be like, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to investigate. I'm not going to off rip. Just be like, ooh. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like he took me out for lunch the other day and we had great conversation. I'm going to be like, what? Girl, he crazy? Okay, wait. I know you just lied to me, but tell me more, sis. Like, what do I keep an eye out for if I still talk to him? Like, like, uh-uh. <laughs> True. She was a little naive. She was very pressed to have a man. So I, she was naive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And they didn't kill her off, which was interesting. Yeah. The movie was just rushed. They didn't kill her off, but then she never came back into, like, I was just like, all right, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the strawberries and lemons then. Oh, I wasn't trying to say wrap up the conversation. I meant the movie. Oh, no, that was actually perfect timing because that made me feel like, you know what? This also merits the time for us to wrap up the conversation because we literally summarized everything. We gave you a little spoiler. You guys know the movie at this point, and it's only been like 10 minutes. <laughs> not even that. And the whole, you right, probably 10 minutes. Right. And the whole 10 minutes has not even been us talking about this. So <laughs> that lets you know. I will say that my strawberry for this movie is that Nia Long looks good with the T at the end of good. She ages well. 
very well. The, again, that classic traditional beauty that's very effortless, very natural. Loved it. That's my strawberry of the movie. <laughs> you know who else aged really well? Sanaa Lathan. Oh, um, come on. All the 90s ladies. We could put them in a row. And like, honestly, they would give women our age, ourselves included, a run for our money. They just look good. Yes. Hella good. Good for y'all. Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. strawberry. Um, and they got paid. That's another strawberry. They were able to make money, hopefully, <laughs> off of this movie. Um, that is also another strawberry, right? And they were able to do some work. Estelle had a little gig. American boy she did. Oh, yes! I was like Estelle. Yeah, she did have a little cash. Isn't she British? Like she flew here for that. She be dabbling into some Amer- I feel like I've seen her somewhere else. She be dabbling into some I think she, um first of all, let me calm down guys. First of all, she dabbles into I feel like a lot of like BC list movies. I feel like I've seen her before. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe she lives here cuz I know you know what I was going to say I know if I lived in the UK and they wanted me to fly out for a fatal affair, I would have side-eyed them. But one, maybe she lives in California, assuming it was filmed in California. And two, if they cover my flight and I'm getting paid, I'm lying. I'd be here like yesterday. <laughs> like, whatever. Right, girl, you're going to sit there at that computer, click, 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 and type on, on that keyboard and what? <laughs> and then die. And that's it. <laughs> Period. Run me my check. Best death you've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so as for the lemons, so this movie, it felt like rushed. Like, I don't know yep. if it was the production, writing, whatever. It just felt really rushed. Like, it felt like they could have added something a little different to it. I mean, we are used to watching the same movies with the same plot lines. Like, for example, Obsessed with, like, Beyonce and Idris, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of felt a little bit more real. Maybe mm-hmm. it was because of the time period, too. Like, we ain't know any better. Right. Um, you know, 2020, like, we all can see now. Like, yep. we all know <laughs> what's good. We expect more. Right, right. But I felt like it just fell flat. It fell flat for a movie with Nia Long and Omar Epps being the main characters. Yes. You know how earlier I was saying like, all right, let's wrap this up. It kind of felt like whoever was editing, directing, producing, writing, they all said, all right, let's just get this over with. Exactly. I would say another lemon for me is that it's not that memorable at all. Mm. I just... If you ask me about the movie, all I could remember is Nia Long and Omar Epps. Like, there's nothing. Uh, oh, well, the, again, the homeless man scene. That was, I just felt like that was really cruel. But other than that, I'm just like, mm, it's it's nothing worth remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they tried. They tried. <laughs> Alrighty. So, we're going to hop into our episode. And today, we will be talking weight loss, being snatched, all of the things to basically be popping, fitness, exercise, nutrition, all of it. Yeah. Especially like being us going into towards the like latter part of the year. It's like, this was technically supposed to happen now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. But getting healthy and looking good and being snatched is like all year round anyway, even though we're going to be wearing big sweaters and no one might not see the shape in November, but who finna check you? 
Nobody, nobody. And I mean, I am tired of talking about COVID and things of that nature, even though it is a serious issue. I feel like we've talked about it a few times on our podcast. So I don't want to make this a COVID thing. But the reality is a lot of people have gained weight because we've just been at home eating. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we're not leaving our homes to go to work. The gyms aren't open. A lot of people aren't getting their steps in like they used to. So I know for me, I've definitely gained some weight, even though I have been one of those people to go out and get my miles in. Um, but girl, I'm still plump. <laughs> Plumpisha. Plump, okay. Plumpisha. And that's on what? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. <laughs> we're not even gonna get into that but um <laughs> you saying that reminded me of karisha karisha whatever her name is karisha put respect on her name karisha. oh period she gonna check me and that's on black lives matter and that's on city girl <laughs> and that's on miami and that's on 305 <laughs> and that's on miami no 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 but all jokes aside i really wanted us to talk about fitness and exercise because i personally want to take my fitness goals more seriously. Uh I know this year I kind of fell off track because I'm like, it's COVID, it's fine. And I just haven't been doing hardcore hit exercises. I haven't been doing my Muay Thai training uh, classes like I used to. So I've just been getting plump. And instead of complaining about it, I want to make sure that I have an accountability partner and that's you and our listeners. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you? Yeah, so um, I've gained some weight too, but you have. <laughs> it's because of <laughs> it's because of the life that I'm carrying. I have, uh, I too have gained weight. Um, She's trying to show me, yeah, we're not about to do this, sis. <laughs> we both plump. Reasoning doesn't matter. Listen, I am a house. I feel like a house. <laughs> I feel, and let me tell you. Um, I've had people who've been pregnant before, people who see me, people who see me every day, people who don't see me, who say that I essentially look the same. It's just my belly. You do. You do. But I feel every pound of the belly, every pound. Mm -hmm. And the plot twist is I don't know what I'm going to look like after this is all over. (laughs) You're going to be fine. Thank you for the encouragement. I'm really hoping so. Um, I don't know how big of a pooch I'm going to have. Am I going to have a pooch? And Mm -hmm. that's going to, I feel like, push me a little bit further to get on track with fitness. I'm not going to lie. I'm very up and down with exercising. I've been that Mm -hmm. way because growing up, I was skinny mini. So like Mm -hmm. exercise, who never heard of her? (laughs) And then I got to college and I ate everything in sight and my metabolism slowed all the way down. (laughs) Like, girl, you thought. Right. So I gained some weight. Then I lost the weight mm-hmm. and I was like, and then I got pregnant. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally a full movie and like four sentences right there. Yes, exactly. Let me ask you this. Do you feel, I know within the past couple of years, I've seen a lot of women, especially on social media, talk about snapping back and from celebrities to your everyday pregnant woman there's always this kind of pressure I feel for women to like pop a baby out 
hop back in the gym and make sure they look good because everyone wants to compliment like, didn't you just have that baby? You look amazing. Da, 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 da. Do you feel that pressure or you don't care? You're just trying to go at your own pace for what's healthy for you. Oh, you know what? That's a really good question. So I feel the pressure of snapback, not for anyone else, but myself. I feel like there are women who, you know, are pregnant, were pregnant or whatever. And being pregnant, like your body just feels so different. Like there are so many changes that happens that you don't really feel like yourself. So you want to go back to feeling like yourself. And if yourself was pre-pooch or if yourself was pre-back rolls or whatever it may be, you want to get back to that because you feel different. I can say I honestly feel mm-hmm. that way. Like first trimester, fine. Looked exactly the same. Second trimester yep. towards the beginning, perfectly fine. No one knew. <laughs> towards the end of the second one and this third one, child, I done popped out. So I feel yep. <laughs> completely yep. different. Like different parts of me just feel different. So, and look different. Do you have back rolls? Girl, I feel like I, I be feeling a little back roll. I can't imagine you with back rolls. I be feeling a little back roll. And yeah, there's some other stuff, but I'll just keep it for the part. I'll just keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like with those, it just, I don't know. So it's not for other people. It's not for compliments of other people. It's literally for myself because I, I'm also my biggest critic. So mm, that is true. You're your biggest critic when it comes to like your creative ability your professional stuff so I can see how that trickles over to your personal life as far as like even your weight and things like that yep no one else has to um, critique me I'm good I got it covered (laughs) (laughs) so I have another question and this may be personal but do you feel any pressure about snapping back for your husband or you're like "Eh, he's fine he'll take me how I am he is a hundred percent fine and take me as I am like when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you he's good, he's good. If anyone's complaining, I'm complaining. Got you. I feel like that's a confidence booster. Yeah. But then when you're like me and you're crazy, that's the problem. Because if I was carefree and didn't care and was just like, whatever, girl, would have been good. My stomach could have been reaching my knees and I would have been fine. <laughs> but... <laughs> after the baby but because I'm crazy I'm like oh my gosh I want to go back to feeling how I was before I see all of the cutest outfits things from Zara this this and that and it's not only just because I want to feel small or anything like that it's because I just want to feel be able to wear my clothes that I already have and to just feel more like who I was before Mm -hmm. so it's not even like oh I'm trying to rush and be super skinny and da 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 like oh if I stay bigger I'm not gonna feel happy I'm no it's not even that I just want to feel like myself right before I got pregnant so okay yeah yeah but as for you so like okay so you said that you had some goals for yourself and then you kind of dropped off this year because of COVID So what are some of your goals going forward? Do you have goals? Have you adjusted kind of like how you see losing weight and just being healthy? Because the reason why I asked is because I was watching this YouTube video and the girl who was talking, she was like, listen, she just came from the gym, right? Had a whole Orange Theory workout. And she was like, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and get some nuggets. I'm not going to get fries. (laughs) I'm not going to get like anything, but I'm going to get nuggets because I like trick myself into thinking that I'm going to be this perfect person. And it's like, girl, no, you're not going to stay on keto. 
You're not going to like, so just try to adjust based on like, you know, yes, I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A, but I'm only going to get an eight count nugget and that's it. So do you kind of see it the same way? Or are you like, listen, no, go hard or go home. I asked you so many questions. Sorry. It was a lot. It was a lot that I'm going to try to process and work through. So first I want to backtrack a little bit and say, I definitely can echo your sentiment of wanting to feel like yourself again, because I've always been a fat kid. I think since the fifth grade, I've been super plump and chubby and I've had like all these cute nicknames that people gave me. They thought was cute, but honestly I was like, dang, okay. Like I'm plump. I get it. I'm fat. I get it. Um, (laughs) So I've always been overweight post-college. And I shouldn't backtrack a little bit. In high school, I decided to take my weight loss serious once I got to like this fitness class sophomore year. So I lost some weight. Um, It took me a long time to lose the weight. By senior year in high school, I felt like I was popping. Like nobody could tell me nothing. It was my year. I can attest to that. Mm Mm-hmm. It was my year. I looked great. It was wonderful. Went to college, gained that weight back, but I still was learning more about fitness. I was going to the gym a lot more. I was trying different programs, things like that. But I wasn't losing the weight because, girl, I ate three square meals a day at Spelman's Cafeteria. (laughs) And I definitely went to all the school functions where there were free meals. Girl, the free pizza that they used to have. Listen, it's a trap. College is a trap. So anyway, in college, I gained a lot of weight back. And then right after college, when I became an adult with my own apartment, with a salary, I hired a trainer. I learned more about meal prepping and just took it really seriously. And I started losing weight. And I did. It took me a long time to get to a weight that I was just like, (gasps) I was way below my original goal weight. And I was just like, wow, this looks good. I never thought I would see this number on the scale ever. But I went from, I did Orange Theory for a time. I did boxing for a time. I did like, it's a, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, I don't, the counterfeit is what's coming to mind. So it's a version of Orange Theory, but it's called Fit 36. I did that. I had trainers. I did all these different fitness programs. And I realized that I really enjoy working out and it worked for me. I could do it. I don't mind paying for it. I don't mind waking up at 4.30 to go to the gym. Like that used to be my regular schedule. And it was just a sense of accomplishment I got from being able to lift heavier, run longer. Actually, I hate running, so I'm lying. I didn't feel accomplished. I wanted to be done with that part. But the moral of the story is I enjoyed the fitness aspect of it. Mm -hmm. What was really difficult and still is to this day, to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I need to stop playing. But to this day, what's still really difficult is changing my eating habits. Mm -hmm. And you know how you were saying you would be up and down with the fitness? Like sometimes you'll go hard in the gym. Other times like you might not go for some time. Mm -hmm. That's how it is for me with food. Like I can go a couple of months where I'm eating very clean, no carbs, just my protein and my vegetables. I'm drinking my smoothies for breakfast. I'm doing my intermittent fasting. Like I've got it on lock. Girl, after a while I fall off and it takes me a hard time to get back on. But everyone knows your fitness goals are most likely going to be achieved if you change your hat, your eating habits. Like, yeah. Working out is great, but that's only 20% of the battle. They always say abs are made in the kitchen. Yep, that's true. 
So that was a very long-winded answer to say that I did originally reach my, surpass my goal, and that took me years to do it. Uh, but again, I just kind of enjoyed the journey. Um, I've set a new goal for myself that looks impossible right now, but I have faith that if I'm just consistent, hold myself accountable, and repeat the things that brought me success in the past, I'll be able to hit that goal. Mm, okay. Are you comfortable sharing that goal? Or if you're not comfortable sharing it completely, do you have a time frame of when you would like to achieve it by? My time frame was December 31st, 2019. Okay. And we're currently in <laughs> August. All right. <laughs> of 2020. August of 2020. I'm not even close to that goal. Um, but my goal is a certain number on the scale. Gotcha. Which I don't want to share because some people gonna be like, what? Like, that's a lot. Other people are going to be like, what? For your height, you're trying to be a stick. BMIs have to do with like white bodies, whatever. I don't want to hear all of that. So I do have a goal. It's a specific number on the scale. But my deadline was December 31st, 2019. And like you said, we're in August. I'm still not there. Okay. Okay. Um, so if I could think like, what's my goal to hit that number? I just, I don't have a new goal really. Do you have a new time frame that you would like to reach it by? Like, do you want to reach it now by December 2020? So the short answer is I don't have a timeline to hit my ultimate goal. But what I did was go back to the drawing board, came up with a new number that's a lot more attainable. And now I want to hit that number by the end of this year because I've done it before. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then once I get there, then I can say, okay, it took me X amount of months to get to this weight. If my ultimate goal is X, let's figure out how long my timeline will be until I get there. And then, of course, put in some extra time for some wiggle room because like the YouTuber you mentioned, I know that I'm not going to be perfect. Like getting to my goals is never linear and I'm okay with that. Okay, that's good. I was thinking the same word too, like you creating like a timeline. So you're like doing some goal tracking to see like how long it'll take opposed to like reaching for something. You're like, okay, we're going to get to this interval first. We're getting to this um, timeline. Okay, boom. So then we're going to this. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a different way to approach it. And I feel like that makes you even feel a little better too, because you can track your successes along the way. Yes. Yes. Small wins are still wins worth celebrating. Yep. That's true. Yeah. And I would, I would say for me, I definitely want to, so being pregnant, you have to, well, for me personally, I've experienced guilt when I don't always eat as well. So I really try to be more intentional about eating better. So that's something that I definitely want to continue postpartum. I definitely want to continue my more healthy meals, incorporating greens almost every single day, having my water, my water intake now is like on another level. So I want to like, good. oh yes, good, good. Yes. So I drink, I, I go through cases of water through, please don't come for me in terms of recycling. Cause baby, when I tell you, I am <laughs> killing those bottles of water. Okay. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I definitely want to continue that as, um, 
I continue on and then just be more intentional about creating a schedule because I know my schedule is about to be shaken up. But hopefully because everything is about to be shaken up, I'll be more intentional with my time and be able to create a better routine for myself to make sure that one, I'm continuing to eat better. I'm making sure that, you know, the family is eating good. And then two, making sure that when it comes to me working out, I have a schedule for myself. Like for example, now I do like yoga in the morning. to like really stretch myself out. That can be something that I can continue doing. And then maybe like introduce like a 30 minute hit workout and just different things like that. So that's my plan. I don't have like a goal weight or anything. I just really want to be intentional about like feeling like myself again. I keep repeating that, but feeling like myself again. And then also just being healthier. Cause I know I'm going to be downing burgers and stuff too, but it's all about balance. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that. I like a lot that you talked about, like this workout schedule that you have, that'll help you um, kind of stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in addition to creating a workout schedule, I'd like for us to give some, I don't want to call them tips, right? But in addition to the workout schedule that you just gave, I'd like for us to share some other things we're doing to help us on our fitness journey. And maybe one of our listeners can find it useful and incorporate it into their regimen. What do you think? Okay. Um, So I can definitely throw one out there. I was going to say, don't let not going, not being able to go to the gym stop you still, you, you can still be intentional about working out. So like for me, I've been loving the YouTube videos. There are like, if you feel like traditional, like workouts are kind of like a bore, there are dance workouts that make you sweat. There are, uh, different types of workouts. There's yoga. There's so many different options and YouTube is here for you. So I would definitely say when it comes to having your fitness goals, don't let, and I know you can't like necessarily strength train just because, I mean, unless you have a bunch of equipment, but when it comes to hit and burning calories and just like keeping yourself active, YouTube is available. So you can't use like, Oh, the gym. Nah, you can still be um, sweating. You still can for sure. Absolutely. That definitely required a mindset shift for me because I personally like working out amongst other people who are working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's my people person personality, but for some reason when I'm in the gym or when I'm at a park somewhere where other people are working out, I feel more motivated. It makes me go harder. And I just enjoy my workout a little more versus watching a YouTube video or using an app. Because if they tell me to keep going and I want to sit down, I could sit down. There's no one around to witness that. But who else is, oh, at the gym, it's like, you're talking about like if you're in a class or with your trainer, because when you're in the gym, no one else could check you. Oh, but you feel like there's a chance that someone could check you. No, it's not that no one can check me. And I'm not a competitive person, but when I see someone else going hard, it makes me want to go hard. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a motivation factor thing. Like even if I'm tired of doing, I hate mountain climbers, y'all. Hate mountain climbers. I would much rather do burpees than mountain climbers. But even if I'm doing, I don't know, 100 mountain climbers and I get to 56 and I'm tired, I don't want to go anymore. I may slow down, but I'm not going to stop if I'm in a gym environment. At home, John, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to drink some water and just pray the Lord will give me the encouragement to keep going or I'll just fast forward. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely she definitely mentioned a good point. So I think it just really depends on where you're at mentally 
um, and how dedicated you are, because it is, it is going to pose some difficulties too. I kind of painted it as like, Oh, this is easy. You know, you can just play a video and work out. Cause I mean, for me, gym or no gym, I still be stopping. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it really depends on your personality. So I think I'm glad that Dana mentioned that because like you can still, while it's still possible and you can still burn some calories, you may have to have a mindset shift for that. Or if you're more like me, where regardless you knew you were going to stop, at least you know that you were still, you still worked out that day. So it's all about balance. That is true. That is true. I'll say another thing that I do now and want to keep up is always include something green with my meal. So even, so for example, tonight I had pizza, didn't need it because it was greasy and so good. But Before I ate my two slices of pizza, I had a a helping of just broccoli. Mm -hmm. So always incorporating some greens. Like if I'm having a full meal, I'll make myself a spinach salad with some tomatoes and light dressing. You know, I try to eat as raw fruits and veggies as possible because you get the most nutrients that way. So if you can incorporate something green and healthy with every meal, that's one thing you're doing for your system and for yourself that'll benefit you. Yeah, that's something that I've been doing too. Always try to incorporate a green, always. If I can do it every single day, like you said, whether it's a salad, whether it's like a rotisserie chicken with some vegetables, whatever it may be, just always making sure. For me, like my go-to green, I'm like, listen, worst case, I'm going to have a salad. Worst case. (laughs) You know, so I agree with that. That's a really good one. Do you you have a tip? Um, Let me see if there's anything else I would say. Uh, Water. Water is a really good one. So I would definitely say make sure that you drink an ample amount of water. Like your system will thank you. (laughs) For me, okay, this is going to be a little gross, a little bit of TMI. But it, me personally, after I use the bathroom and I see how clear my urine is, I'm like, girl, you did that. Like, <laughs> like, I love that for me that me for too. some reason that feels like some sort of success. Don't know why I'm weird. It's an accomplishment. Sis. <laughs> it's an accomplishment, sis, because no one wants their urine to be dark yellow. You know, it's not thick, but it looks like it's thick and just grow real heavy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I pee way too much right now for me to even deal with that. I need it to be clear. I need it to feel like water. Oh, you do because of the baby. Yes, I pee. Every, if, if my body could produce urine every second, it would. But anyway, yes. So uh, this will be the point where I would list out all of the benefits of water. Um, but <laughs> You want me to pick it up from there? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an excellent tip, Michelle. When I was taking my fitness journey very seriously. I used to drink a gallon of water a day. And like you said, it definitely kept my urine clear. It, it's not that innocent. Well, I guess it did. It helped me to cut back on how much I was eating because the water kept me full for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. When you drink more water, it helps with clear skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. And it really flushes out your system. Like your system feels flushed out. So it feels like it's more of like a good flow when it comes to, especially if you're like incorporating your greens and drinking a ton of water, like your system will just feel better, you know? 
Yes, girl, you feel lighter. You have more energy. Like water is legit amazing. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say if you're trying to figure out how much water you need to drink per day to be absolutely healthy, Google um, water intake calculator. It'll help you figure you'll have to put in how much you weigh then it'll cut it in half by something, then convert it into ounces, whatever. Basically, the calculator will do the math for you and tell you how many ounces or liters of water you need per day. That's awesome. Yeah. So then it helps you, again, be more intentional about mapping things out. So that's good. And I will say another, and this is a two-in-one kind of thing that I'm doing for me to get back on the horse is one, intermittent fasting, and two, meal prepping. Two really good ones. Why, thank you. Um, I will say that I did intermittent fasting for a week, and I lost several pounds just from doing that. And the most common method is called 16-8. You do 16 hours without eating, and then you pick eight-hour block where you are eating. So for me, that's between noon and eight. Nothing but water crosses my lips after 8 p.m. and before noon. So I don't eat breakfast at 9 or 10 a.m. I skip breakfast. I eat probably a light lunch and then a heavy dinner just because I'm a dinner person. I think it would be best if I did a heavy lunch, light dinner, but I just enjoy dinner more. (laughs) (laughs) And let me just throw one thing out there. We are not professionals, so please consult your physician. (laughs) This is why I said this is what we're doing. We're doing, right, because I was going to say, right, because I was going to say, yes, I was doing a good bit of intermittent fasting as well, like right before, and I definitely saw the results. But again, it just depends on the person. Dana's saying what worked for her. I'm saying what worked for me. I just want to throw that out there. Continue, (laughs) ma'am. So for me, I ate between the hours of noon and eight. I would have a light lunch at noon and then a dinner around seven o'clock just because I'm a dinner person. So I feel more satisfied if I have a bigger dinner. So it's easy because you don't have to track calories. You don't have to, you know, kill yourself sticking to some ridiculous nutrition program. You just have your cutoff times and you stick to it. And for me, it works. So I would do my research, speak to my nutritionist or my doctor and see if that's something that could be of benefit for you. And my second tip is meal prepping. Meal prepping is so beneficial. First of all, it helps you to save money because you don't have to spend extra coins eating out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm passionate about that one. It's really, really effective. You can um, find easy meal prep recipes online. You just Google vegan meal prep ideas, uh, low carb meal prep ideas, 10 minute meal prep ideas. So it's easy. It helps you to save money. And then it makes you make sure that throughout the week you're eating something that's of value versus stopping at a fast food restaurant. Yep. The one con is, I know for me, I used to get really tired of eating the same thing like two or three days back to back. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) So what I would do is meal prep two meals and then alternate what I eat so that way I don't get tired of it. Yeah. And meal prepping is very efficient too. Like you said, like 
you know you have your meal on you, you know you're, you've eaten it or whatever, so you don't have to worry about like stopping by fast food, you know, it really, and it also helps you just financially too, like it's another thing too, like so you're being intentional about your finances as well as your calorie intake. That is true. So honestly, I could go on and on about fitness and eating right and getting your workout in, but one, we're not as experts on it. And two, I don't want to give advice. I would feel more comfortable if we did have a certified trainer or a certified trained nutritionist on here to share. Agreed. Because we still figuring it out. Yes. Yes. So we're just going to jump into our revelation. Yes. Branson revelations. Mm. We finished Branson. Now we ran. Nope. What? I did not see I that coming. I was trying to rap. I stared like I was like looking at Dana because we're like we watch each other <laughs> when we podcast. And then like when I heard the transition, I was like, wait, what? And I was just like staring at her like, wait, is she wants to flow, really? <laughs> we finished ranting. Now we about to relevate. Hey. Come on now. Let's all elevate. Hey. 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 Ah, come through. Bars. And that's on what? City girls, city girls, yes. Oh my gosh. We're very, very goofy. Goo, goofy goobers. So <laughs> for me, let me just, people, they're going to be like, what is wrong with y'all? Anyway, let's just jump into the revelations. I will definitely kick us off and say, I've noticed that I've been repeating the same word over and over throughout this episode, which means that it's my revelation. And that when it comes to fitness and life and goals and all of the above, it's all about being intentional. Yes. So when it comes to your fitness goals, you have to create something that you feel like will work for you and you have to be realistic. Yes, we can say we're going to lose 150 pounds, we're going to only... It wouldn't exist. Huh? If we lost 150 pounds, we would not exist. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It would just literally be air. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have like, you know, really big goals for yourself, which is awesome. But make sure along the way that you're just being intentional and being realistic with yourself. If you do fall off, don't beat yourself up. Just go ahead and go back to the drawing board and figure out maybe where where you fell off, why you fell off, and just be intentional that way. Uh, you're definitely going to see if you just continue down the, a consistent path. And let's say you work with a trainer like Dana has, or you have a nutritionist, or you just make sure that your goal is, hey, I'm not necessarily trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to like tone and I just want to work out or I just want to move. Whatever your goal may be, just definitely try to stick to it and you will definitely see some sort of improvement that hopefully will keep you going. But if you fall off, I don't want to say when, if you fall off, mm -hmm. <laughs> just make sure that you don't beat yourself up and know that you can get back on it. I love that, Michelle. Very, very well said and very inspirational. I will say my two revelations are once every small win count. I know that we all have these ultimate big goals that we want to accomplish. And we can, like Michelle said, as long as we're consistent. But don't forget to celebrate your small wins. So, for example, for dinner, you have the option to have wine at the start of your meal and dessert at the end. But you opted for just wine. That's a win. 
right? That's less calories and you practice self-discipline in that moment. So every small win counts. That's my first revelation. My second revelation is don't be afraid to try something new. If it's not working for you, switch up your routine, reach out to people who can give you sound advice. And whenever you get tired of doing one thing, try something else because you never know what's going to be the nutrition regimen or the workout regimen that works for you and motivates you. So like I said at the beginning, I've done everything from working with working out with a friend, hiring a trainer, taking boxing classes, taking dance classes for three months, then doing Orange Theory for another few months. Like I've done it all. And each season of my life is served a purpose. But when I got tired, when I wasn't enjoying it, when it just... I hit a plateau. I wasn't afraid to look for the next thing to try. So do what works for you and have fun. Because if you look good, but you hate yourself or you hate your life, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's so true. And I like the fact that you mentioned the plateau part. I was going to say that it's good to switch it up because uh, the body gets used to certain things. So it's good to explore those different options regardless, just because one, you're also keeping yourself on your toes, but then two, you're experiencing different things and you're giving your body a chance to experience different parts being worked out in different ways. I miss group classes so much. Yeah. They're very fun. You make friends. Yeah. I would thrive in I thrive in group classes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I really, I can't wait to go back. Hopefully one day. <sighs> oh, COVID. So yeah. Um, I think that's all I had to share. A couple of things I wanted to throw out is just last month, my workout focus was just jump roping. And y'all, that was so fun for me. And I really saw the difference. So I really enjoyed that. I downloaded this app. It's like a jump rope workouts app. And I just jumped rope every day for about 20 minutes. I walked another three miles, two miles, and I was good to go. That was really, really fun for me. Hmm. Yeah. I tell you, I try it all, girl. I don't discriminate. I try it all. If I'm going to get to that size, to that weight that I want, and it's not like killing me, I'm here for it. Yep, that's it. Now, I'm not a mom, but I did want to say one thing that I've learned from my friends who are mothers. Did you know that breastfeeding helps burn calories? Yes, I have. I have heard that. But yeah, I just thought I would throw that out there, girl. So, you know, you're probably going to be back to feeling like yourself, like you said, a lot sooner than you think if you choose to breastfeed. Because I know some women, they just don't want to. But if that's your thing, that could really help you. All good points. That's very true. So, all right, y'all. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Rants and Revelations. This was very therapeutic for me. Come on, therapy. How you feeling? I love, girl, I feel free. Tomorrow's Monday. I feel ready to just go hard after my goals. Like, no more excuses. I've talked about it on a public platform. So, hopefully in December, I have some results to celebrate. You will, sis. I believe in you. Oh, you're a real one. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Rants and Revelations. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram, rantsandrevelations.tv. Let us know what are your fitness goals and your fitness tips that work for you. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out. Bye.